The following is a paid program. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. All views or opinions expressed are solely the responsibility of the sponsored. The host and guests do not reflect that of this station, ownership, management, or staff. This station does not endorse or support any claims made. The content of this program is provided for educational and informational purposes. It is strictly up to the listener to accept or reject what is presented. Thank you for listening. Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. All right, good morning. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023, and I am joined in studio with our very own Dr. Ken Kurz from Curbs Chiropractic and Wellness, located at 741 Davison Road here in Lockport. Good morning, Dr. Ken. How are you, sir? Good morning, Eric. I'm fine. How are you today? I am doing well. It's uh, It's been a busy, busy morning yes, and a long week, and uh, Happy to have you on board with us this morning, for sure. Yeah, and it's much cooler out there than I expected. <laughs> you know it is. I, I walked outside and I was like, ooh, I was a little brisk. I ended up putting a vest on just to kind of warm me up a little bit. It was it was a little chilly. Yeah, I started out with a short sleeve shirt. Still have a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> and I went, hmm. But that's okay. It's, hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not the, the, the debilitating heat that was from a couple of weeks ago. It just about knocked me out. Right. No, no. I, I like the. This is the kind of temperatures I like. I mean, right now it's 59 degrees in Lockport. So it's like, yep. you know, it's, um, it's cool for a, you know, a June day, but, um, but it's but it's nice, you know. And the whole issue that we've just had recently with this smoke from the forest fires or whatever. Oh boy. You know, again, use caution, but use common sense. Um, I always say. And so, like my son who lives in Ithaca, my daughter who lives in Elmira, um, they they got hit much heavier than we did. Um, Central New York really got it the other day. Um, my son was texting me pictures of right outside his office, and it was really smoky and very overcast, and yet I took a picture right outside my front door That's at that same time, and it was bright sunny out. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, everybody, like, like I said, the other day, my receptionist, her kids were going to take a, a field trip from Roy B. Kelly to Emmett Belknap. Now, if anybody knows the logistics, I mean, you're talking a couple hundred yards away. Right. Okay? Um, and they canceled it. They didn't want the kids to walk that far. And I thought, wow, I think that was a little bit much. Okay. Um, I think that was a little overcautious um, in, in doing that since since we, again – Use your judgment of the area, although there are certain areas that were being affected more, there are other areas that were not um, affected at much. We had a couple times where it got a little bit, what I say, overcast, but I don't know how debilitating it was. You yeah, know? Well, for people with breathing problems, well, I think and, it's, and uh, again, for, again, yeah. use your right, use, common like, sense. again, but that's that's a that's a very small minority. So obviously, somebody who has significant health problems, breathing issues, you know, cardiac problems, things like that, yeah, you know, use the use the necessary precautions. Again, they were promoting you know N ninety five masks and stuff like that. My daughter who lives in Thailand, you know, masks are a very common pre pandemic masks were very very commonly used because of pollution. 
you right. know, and um, that was common practice, you know, in those big Southeast Asian cities and stuff like that because the pollution and then they have things like farmers who burn crops outside the cities, you know, and they're not as concerned about air quality. So they create a lot of issues with that. And they'll have days when the uh, pollution index is so high that they'll close schools down. You know, they'll shut them down. They say anything over 100, you need to be starting to get concerned. I mean, my daughter said in Thailand there's been times where it's been over 400, you know, where they've actually shut the schools down. They won't They won't hold schools That's um, right. because, because of that. You know, because, again, there is danger. So, again, common sense, um, it wasn't like a – it wasn't like every area, you know, of the state was affected. There were certainly more than others. So, Yeah, we made it up to 169. Here, um, New York City was, was over 400. Right. Okay. So, see, now you look at the difference there. Right. You know, 169, you know, I didn't personally, I honestly did not even know anything was going on until someone finally said something. I thought it was just an overcast day. I didn't, right. I didn't, think it, I didn't think there was anything actually happening. Um, and then all of a sudden I started hearing um, – talk about it and then i started looking into it a little bit more and going oh that's interesting but when you looked at a lot of the uh, weather maps and so forth you know you saw that western new york really escaped a lot of it it could have been a whole lot worse um where central new york really got hit quite hard new york city got hit very hard yeah my got- daughter in providence rhode island they had one or two days that was quite heavy and then it eased off off of that so you know so yeah, hopefully that solution is over with. You know, obviously, you know, it, they know what's causing it. They, you know, a, a good, a nice rain would really help that situation tremendously. Sure would. Um, but help them yeah. put the fire out, help filtrate yeah. the air here. Right. We're just not used to that here. We don't typically deal with forest fires like they do out in the West, you know, in California and Montana and things like that, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Different well, issue. It certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny when you walked in. I was just getting ready to hit a Chuck Man Joan tune. <laughs> <laughs> because because I was literally down to the wire, right? So, yeah, it was yeah, fun. Sometimes, again, you know, I know we, we go on live at 10, 15. Sometimes my schedule leads me to right. cut it very close. But I was here. You did it. Ready to go. Proud of you. On the, on the prompt. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's good stuff. Folks, if you'd like to join the conversation, if you have a concerns or thoughts or comments that you would like to share with the good doctor or questions, you can give us a call at 433-1433. And of course, Dr. Curbs has his practice at 741 Davison Road here in Lockport. And if you would like to have a consultation with him in his office, their number is 434-0671. Again, that is 434-0671. Yes. So I've got two different topics we can go down different directions, okay? Okay. One is, you know, again, I've, you know, we've been dealing with this for 3 years the whole COVID issue and the data that's coming out now, I definitely want to share some of that information. But then the other thing is when we talk about dietary things, you know, and we and we we started talking about a month ago about, you know, um you know, diet and um the consumption of meat and saturated fats and so forth like that. But okay. I came across a really interesting thing because now this is the new technology that's coming out. So, you know, in, in our society today, we're, there's, a, there's an agenda to really push the whole plant-based 
um, food issues, you know, and eliminate as much meat as possible and, and whatever. Um, yet they don't tell the whole story as far as, you know, all the plant toxins that are there that are naturally occurring, not plant toxins from being sprayed with pesticides or fungicides or whatever, but naturally occurring plant toxins like oxalates and lectins and phytates and, and so forth that are in all the vegetables and stuff. But there was an interesting article that came up about the new, again, we want to be so environmentally conscious. You know, we're talking about how cattle are contributing to the, you know, global warming because of the methane gas they produce and so forth. And so we want to solve that problem by producing lab-grown meat. Okay, so we're not going to get it from a cow in a field. We're going to grow it in the laboratory. Um, and they say it's yeah. going to be so much better for the environment and so much better for animal you know, husbandry and everything like that. It's just going to be that much better. So I'm just going to read the summary of this article. Um, this came off of Mercola.com and it was dated just June 6th. So just um, a couple days ago. It says what they don't want you to know about lab grown meat. Um, while the fake meat industry is being touted as an environmentally friendly and sustainable way to feed the world, the true intent is to recreate the kind of global control that Monsanto and other achieved through patented GMO seed development. Researchers at UC Davis warn there are major environmental downsides to lab-grown meat. According to their cradle-to-gate life cycle analysis, the lab-grown meat industry produces up to 25 times more CO2 than traditional animal husbandry, which nullifies the core ideological foundation upon which the industry is built. Each kilo of cultured meat produces anywhere from 542 pounds to 3,325 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions, making the climate impact of cultured meat 4 to 25 times greater than that of conventional beef. At present, most cultured meat companies still use fetal bovine serum as the growth medium, which is obtained from unborn calves that are cut out of the womb and drained of their blood while still alive. Hence, most claims of cultured meat being animal-free or free of animal cruelty are fake. Mission, Mission Barnes is developing imitation bacon made from a mix of cultured meat, cell-cultured pork fat, and pea protein. Have the pigs from which the cell samples are taken been treated with mRNA vaccines? And if so, is the cultured pork and pork <laughs> fat safe to eat? So interesting, you know, we, we're, we're, we're promoting and pushing this whole issue of the environmental. And yet we're looking at almost 25 times more the environmental impact of the amount of CO2 needed to produce that. And everybody gets so concerned about killing the animals when you realize they have to literally abort um cow fetuses, keep them alive and drain their serum while they're still alive to get the culture medium they need in order to grow this stuff. It's crazy. And you know what? Let me tell you something. I've said this before. God was no dummy. You know, when he created those things, you know, we we evolved. Human beings evolved as hyper carnivores. That's what we ate. That's what we survived on. That's what we how our brains developed is by eating fat and meat, you know, from particularly um, ruminant animals. And now you're sitting here giving somebody a fake, fake example of it. You know, it's like, it's not even, it's not even like the impossible burger type stuff where it's all plant-based meat, but now they're going to call it real meat because there's some real pushback on people eating just, you know, a plant-based burger, you know, so now they're going to fake the meat, but yet there's, 
you're never going to be able to have the same kind of nutritional profile in a lab-grown situation as you are in something that is naturally grown on a grass-fed cattle, you know, in a pasture as they should be raised. And, and some, and somehow they're still using this as a, a virtue signaling. Absolutely, process. absolutely. For, for for it's counterproductive. It's cruel. Absolutely. And it's personally nothing I would want anything to do with. But will we know, will they put it on the packaging as the source of the meat? That's the question. Because I know that in the last couple of years, they've taken the country of origin off of products. So we don't know where our meat is coming from anymore. So if they take the country of origin off the products, are they going to take the source of the origin? Well, they're seeing that the the entire fake meat, the plant based meat, is a is tanking. I mean, it's a it's a real failure. You know, all these companies are just losing money. And again, you know, when they talk about when they talk about Monsanto, who has controlled a lot of the, you know, the production with uh, GMO, Mm -hmm. genetically modified, you know, corn and and so forth. Um, you know, that creates another whole issue where now they control it so that a farmer must grow that. You know, they can't grow the normal stuff. And they're trying to do this uh, in the meat industry to control it. So, yeah. Let's see what the caller has to say. Absolutely. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Dr. Ken Kerbs. What is your comment, thought, or question? Uh, good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning, Doug. Uh, recently, in national news, like you said, stuff is coming out now that we haven't heard before. I never heard this before. This was within the last couple of months. In February 2020, the FDA, which is the Federal Drug Administration, I believe, right? Yes. Directed the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, to mandate the doctors and researchers do not release their studies on, they were getting good results using ozone to treat COVID virus. Uh-huh. Again, they're going to protect the the, the the mRNA vaccines. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, we saw that right in the beginning. It's it came out very quickly. You know, with people using alternative treatments. Um, again, you know, nobody knew what was going on then. So obviously, you know, doctors are going to do what they're what they're trained to do, and it is try to you know help salvage, cure, save people. And no, but they, this is where, like, well, you know, the FDA is is backed by the pharmaceutical company. Oh, yeah. They're directing another branch of the government, the Federal Trade Commission, to do their bidding uh-huh. to protect the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, because there were studies at Harvard that showed you now now human bodies produce ozone and hydrogen in very small amounts. This is part of your immune system, mm-hmm. just like honey. They did. Research on honey has hydrogen peroxide in it. You wouldn't think that. Again, it, it's it's a natural uh, immune thing against viruses and bacteria. Yeah. See, the more that comes out about this thing, the more the more that I am, I should say, more convinced because I was already convinced that there was a lot of control involved with the entire. Um, upsurge of the pandemic, how it was handled, how things were covered up, and then the suppression of uh, data such as things like, say, ozone or things like ivermectin, coxtroxychloroquine, and so forth, where doctors that were having um, phenomenal results, I mean, we're talking about some of them were having 100% success rates with this, um, and they were all stepped on and 
were quieted and crushed and they couldn't do anything. And some of them lost their licenses and so forth. They did whatever they had to do to stop that information from going out. And then they went out on a reverse campaign saying how horrible this stuff is. It was, uh, you know, horse medicine and all this other stuff. Yet we know that so many drugs used in the human world are also used in the veterinary world. So it's not uncommon, you know, to see a crossover in those type of things. So, you know, that kind of information, it was really kind of sad. You know, I've got another little thing here that I'm going to go over as far as with, um, you know, some of the, some of the cover-ups dealing with deaths with COVID, um, and the use of ventilators and stuff like that. And, and it's information that they knew. They knew it right in the beginning. And yet they still pushed it, promoted it, and screamed about it through the entire time. Well, because there's a different agenda, just like now, just like, you know, that this, Green energy thing, like like right now, you hear the government officials saying, you know, like the governor and the senators saying, "Look, climate change. This is this is what's happening. So we need to go to all electric." Right. But this is a prime example of Mother Nature showing you the air dynamics of air currents and air masses. Like they say, well, we're going to get try to get zero. Uh, oh, what do you call it? Uh, carbon. Right, zero carbon footprint, footprint in New right. York State. Right, right, right. But you, even if you did that in every building and vehicle, this shows if Canada or every other state doesn't do that, look how the air currents are moving. The, the, right, the exactly. Blue. You know, I, I sat there listening the Yesterday, listening to our governor talk about how they were going to take advantage of this whole fire thing, then this smoke thing, that now we've got to be ready for this, you know, and I'm going like, wait a minute here. In my lifetime, this is the first time anything like this has ever happened. You know, out west, that's commonplace. But for something like that to happen on the East Coast, and now we're going to blame it on climate change, and we're going to put the whole, push the whole agenda, you know, on this thing. And and again, they scared people this whole week. I mean, they, people have been scared to death, you know, thinking they're going to walk outside and they're going to choke to death. When you again, you got to use some common sense. You know that, um, you know, you, you again we. I don't know if you've ever been around a bonfire outside and it's smoky. You oh, know? yeah. Well, Sometimes well, you, know, you, just, I, you just move away from it. You know? Hey, when I went in the Navy, part of the basic training is they put you in a, in a, in a square building, like 100 by 200, that's 80 guys, and they light diesel fuel in it. Oh. And no mask. And, and they, the couple guys up front have a hold. They said, well, this is what you would experience on a, on a Navy ship if, if it caught fire. Yeah. And everyone's choking, and then they put you in. They have smoke. They put us in another building with, with like wood smoke and without mask again. I said, "Well, you have to experience what fire, how you would feel." Yeah, so I don't know what that did to our lungs. Right, and and you know, again, they in, intentionally exposed you to look at the environment. Okay, so first of I all, I wonder if that wasn't an experiment. Though I, I'm sure they well, took data. There were a lot. Of, there were a lot of things done in the military that were experiments. Yeah. You know, with with those type of things. You know, they did it. They did it with the vaccine. Look at the anthrax thing. You know, where they forced all the military military to be inoculated with anthrax vaccine, and and all the many horrible side effects that occurred from that, you know, as a result of that. But again, they were driving data. They wanted to see how it is. And, you know, when you're in the military, you are a captive audience. You're under a different law situation when you're in the military. You don't have a choice. Um, you can't refuse, you know, well, so it's like forced idea, upon you. Uh, you know, this government's taken away too much of, of our, our choices here. Yep. Just like we don't want to go electric. We don't want to go all electric. Right, right. I mean, well, it, when you it, look at the... That, 
you look at the long term here right now. I just think about, you know, electric cars. There's such a push on electric vehicles, you know, and yet nobody is looking at 20 years down the road when all those electric vehicles that are being produced now and all their batteries are done. And now, I mean, I was when I was down in Atlanta for my daughter's graduation, I rented a car. Well, they didn't have. Um, they didn't have any cars available because there was so much business that by the time I got there, they were all out. So they ended up having to give me a Tesla. Well, I wasn't disappointed in that. It was an amazing car to drive. But you got to realize that entire undercarriage of that Tesla is a battery. What do you do with that battery when its life is done? What are you going to do can't with that? You recycle those batteries. Right. And where are we going to put those, those are very things? toxic, those, right. those chemicals we- that... Right, exactly. Where are we going to put these? What are we going to do with these things? You know, well, people even now they're going with the, with the, what do you call them? You know, the, the solar panels that they're getting too old. Yeah, they're they got toxic things in there too. They can't sure. recycle sure. most of those either. Yeah, exactly. Look at look at windmills. Look at solar panels. Look at all these things. You know, no one's thinking about down the road. You know what? I particularly find no pleasure in driving down a road and seeing uh, 200 acres of fields covered in solar panels. That just doesn't make sense to me at all. You know, we're literally changing the the environment because somebody has this idea that this is going to save the world. Um, when in fact, when but you look only at... Like, like solar panels, only like 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 5% of, of in, in the U.S. as far as the, yeah. the energy production. But right. they're going to make, a like you said, a big thing out of this this, this smoke and say this is why we have to go right oh yeah they're going to absolutely use it right they're going to absolutely use it to their advantage but no one's going to mention that this shows the air currents that this is follow the science we've seen, seen the science with our own eyes of, yes the smoke is much more toxic than than say say you know what they're talking about reducing the green energy i mean reducing the, the pollution but this shows the actual air currents that in Washington D.C., they had this stuff. So, if New York State goes completely uh, zero carbon emissions, it's not the air is not going to be clean like they're saying. Right, I know because it's going to come from other states and Canada Again, and probably other countries around the world. You got the nation, the, all these worldwide air currents. The, what do you call them up there? The jet streams and that. Right. So it's never going to be hundred percent. Yeah. It's very as much as we try to control Mother Nature, we're not going to control Mother Nature because the universe works in. A but very they're not following the science. They, they want no. you to say yes, and just like just like the the, the vaccines, they say right. yes, just. Oh, I'm so sick of seeing that ad on TV about that. Yeah. Oh, control your A1C where this woman comes out, yeah. she dances around. Oh, I like, see. A, like a Broadway production, yeah. they come around and. Right. Then the mailman comes around and dances. And, and you just take this little pill and you can control your A1C. How about stop shoving your face full of carbohydrates? How about doing yeah, but that? Listen, when they're you know? dancing and smiling, they're saying, yeah. well, well, this is possible to cause death in certain cases exactly. and all, all the side effects. You know, exactly. you know it's, such a, it's such a contradiction. I just, I, I, it absolutely blows me away when you see the marketing that these drug companies do. I want to go um, back when they didn't allow them to advertise these, right. Chemical, these, right. these drugs on biggest TV. Mistake, biggest mistake they ever made is when they allowed pharmaceuticals okay i'll let someone else talk then all right thank you so much i always appreciate your comments all right thanks yeah so um we don't have any other calls right now right we do not okay good so then i'm going to go into just because we touched a little bit about on the covid thing okay um and this actually came out on june 7th 
Um, and this was the great COVID death cover-up. I'm only going to read the summary because I don't want to go into all the details. It's about a 10-page article. So it says, within weeks of the pandemic outbreak, it had become apparent that the standard practice of putting COVID-19 patients on mechanical ventilation was a death sentence. 76.4% of COVID-19 patients aged 18 to 65 in New York City were placed on ventilators died. Among patients over the age of 65 who were vented, the mortality rate was 97.2%. Okay. Now, if you remember, our governor Cuomo was screaming and yelling about how we didn't have enough ventilators. We need more ventilators. We need thousands of ventilators. Okay. And they knew right away within the first weeks. You know, you think about this. A, a person age 18 who gets COVID and they put him on a ventilator had a 76% chance of dying as a result of that. When we know now that the overwhelming majority of people in those age groups recovered fully, you know, from this particular disease. The recommendation to place COVID patients on mechanical ventilation as a first-line response came from the World Health Organization, which allegedly based its guidance on experiences and recommendations from doctors in China. But venting COVID patients wasn't recommended because it increased survival. It was to protect healthcare workers by isolating the virus inside the vent machine. Now, isn't that interesting? It wasn't about the survival of the patient. It was about protecting all the healthcare workers. Data suggests around 10,000 patients died with COVID in, in, in New York City hospitals after being put on ventilators in spring of 2020. Other metrop- metropolitan areas also saw massive spikes in deaths among younger individuals who were at low risk of dying from COVID. It's possible many of these deaths were the result of being placed on mechanical ventilation. The WHO must be held accountable for its unethical recommendations to sacrifice suspected COVID patients by using ventilation as an infection mitigation strategy, especially considering they're now trying to get unilateral power and authority to make pandemic decisions without local input. Showing how the WHO's recommendation to put patients on mechanical ventilation resulted in needless deaths among people who weren't at great risk of dying from COVID is perhaps one of the most powerful talking points a country can use to argue for independence and rejection of the WHO's pandemic treaty. Here's a situation. I remember it vividly. Governor Cuomo on the news every single day, nationally on the news every single day, screaming and yelling and trashing President Trump and doing everything else because he wasn't getting the supplies he needed. They knew right away, within the first few weeks, they were killing people. And you wonder why New York City had such a high death rate. Right. And he was you know. going to send a National Guard up here to Buffalo. Absolutely. To, you know, to they confiscate. Were, right. They were going to take every measure necessary. Yes. And they knew it was going to kill these people. And yet they still did it. And they were doing it for a long time. You know, you don't see that happening anymore. You know, the crisis is over now. But boy, I'll tell you something. How many tens of thousands of people would have lived had it not been for being put on those things? And it was not for saving the person. It was put on there so that they it, it gave them a less percent chance of spreading the virus within the hospital situation. Again, wow. that's just it's, evil. It's incredible. It's it is absolutely evil. Yes. You know, it is it is so hard to believe that the things that took place took place, and that there was so much compliance um, within the whole situation because of a of a few people who projected their authority on everybody else. 
Yeah. Amazing. Well, for those of you who may be joining us late this morning, you are listening to WLVL 1340 AM. And we are on air with Dr. Ken Curves from Curves Family Chiropractic and Wellness, located at 741 Davison Road in Lockport. And if you would like to have a consultation with him in private, you can call his office at 434-0671. That's 434-0671. But if you would like to have a consultation with him on the air, you can call us at 433-1433. That's 433-1433. Doc, we got a... A text question. Yes. And they want to know what you think about Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. Reiki. 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 Yes. Yeah, interesting. You know, again, it's it's a, it's a an energy type of uh, practice that's done. Um, I studied Reiki, got 35 years ago. Um, and it, it has its efficacy. You know, I have a very good friend of mine Um who is a Reiki master, and she practices that. I'm here in Lockport. I'm Kathy Qualiano um, out on Akron Road, and, and uh, you know, if somebody wants to experience that, she's, you know, quite good at that. Um, but there are specific people that have taken that type of training. I did that out of curiosity many years ago, um, and it's interesting because I'll, again, although I don't practice Reiki, there are concepts and principles within Reiki because when you're dealing with energy within the body, you know, you're, you're, going to affect the body in a, in a positive way there. So yeah, I have, I have no problem with that. You know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a natural approach that's not going to do any harm and many times can be incredibly beneficial. Okay. Cause it, it sounds kind of new agey to me. It's, oh, it's been around forever. It's Is been it? around for a very okay. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Very long time. Like okay. I said, I remember taking a seminar in that 35 years. What ago. is it exactly? What do they do? Um, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, because again, you have you have specific energy points within the body, okay. you know, and so it's not it's it's different. It's hard to explain. Okay, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll, Some people will look will look at it as like, oh, that's you know, kind of voodoo type stuff, right? And it's it's not. There's there's basic principles behind it, um, and um, can be incredibly effective for people. So right. yeah. well, everything breaks down to energy, right? Yeah, it is. That's exactly everything, what it is. You know, right down to the atom, right? Exactly. That's so, that's all we are. We are energy. You know, moving through this universe, we are energy. Moving at uh, the particles are moving at different speeds. Right. You know, the slower they move, the more solid we become. You know, so gives us the illusion of a solid tabletop right, right. in front of us, or yeah. a human being. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. so isn't it interesting? Because when a human being dies, what happens to them? They disintegrate. You know, they they disappear. Right. You know, so it's decomposition. Particles you know, stop and moving. A, and that's all part of part of the whole life process, you know. It's amazing, you know, that the people who are so afraid of death and so afraid of these things, and yet, you know, we're not willing to do things that promote our health. Um, and yet, you you know, nobody, nobody has ever escaped death. You know, it's going to, we know from the day we're born that we're going to die. Um, we don't know when that's going to happen. We all think it's going to, you know, happen way down the road, and yet it could happen in a moment. You know, right. um, I saw my sister die very suddenly in a, you know, in a in a one moment incident, you know, that took her life, and yet she was only forty three at the time, you know, and and you'd think, wow, she would have been, you know, she where was it? that was twenty twenty four years ago, you know, that that happened. Um, you see, I, you know, I watched my father die, you know, at the age of 94, you know, and, um, you know, you know, it's going to happen. And so 
you know, I've come to the realization, you know, and whatever your belief system is, whether it be religious based, scientifically based or whatever, or philosophically based, you know, it's like it is inevitable. And it's and it's about the ability to accept that that's what we're going to do. Now, there are a lot of things that you can do to mitigate that, that to to prolong that to not only to prolong our lives, um, but to prolong our quality of our life and i think that's far more important i think quality is so much better than quantity you know people say oh i would never want to live to be 100 i says yeah i wouldn't want to live to be 100 if for the last 30 years i was housed in a nursing home right i wouldn't want to live to be 100 but if i was still vibrant and out there and driving my car and working in my garden and you know involved in life and still mentally and physically there of course i'd want to live to 100 i says our human bodies Based on, you know, scientific evidence of telomere length and so far, they're designed to live 120 years. And yet the average life expectancy is only like 77.9 years right now. You know, that's pretty sad. You know, we're, we're making it barely over halfway. And you see of all the people that are dying at so much younger ages than 77, you know. Right. You know, they're dying, uh, you know, all again, because of choices that they've made and decisions that they've made. So much of it tied into just what they're putting in their mouths is is such a, a critical factor, you know, on what we do. I've heard know? that it takes Americans longer to decompose than other nations around the world because of the toxic chemicals the that they preservatives have preservatives that Absolutely. we have in this. our body is full of the, the preservatives when the, from when the food. When the standard American diet is probably made up of 80% of the processed foods have preservatives in them, what do you think is going to happen? You know, that they're, you know, you're going to you're going to affect that decomposition of that person because of that. You know, one of the the best things anybody could do is just remove all the all the processed food out of their diet. Life would change dramatically if they do that. Yet, walk in any grocery store, you know what? 80% of that grocery store is is processed food. At least 80% is processed food. Right. You know, how many single ingredient items are there? You know, you basically got the uh, produce department, the meat department, and that's about it. Maybe yeah. a little dairy that's not too highly processed. But most of the dairies even, you can't buy unprocessed dairy. Now, you can go to specialty places where you can get raw milk and, and you could get, you know, r- cheeses and things made of raw products that aren't pasteurized or homogenized and stuff like that. But it's rare. Right. Not in any conventional commercial grocery store. You're not going to find that stuff. So people are forced to eat that. But again, it's easy. It's easy to do that. You know, we want this convenience. We want this quick fix. We want it now. We don't want to wait. Um, and so as a result of that, there's a price to pay for that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, there is. Where do you think it started, with the microwave or the uh, remote control on the television? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, <coughs> TV dinners. Yeah. You know, that was a that was a really big push there, you know. It sure was. Um, you know, and that was even before the days of the microwave was the TV Right, dinner, yeah. Yeah, know? they were aluminum and in the right. oven. And, and in the oven, and, and it was it was a ready-made meal, and there it was. But you realize in order to have that ready-made meal, you had to have it to make sure they had a long shelf life. You know, so most of them were frozen, but they were still preserved in some way. Right. You know, to maintain that shelf life. You know, a um, 100 years ago, we didn't have those things. People ate in season. They ate things that were locally grown. You realize now that we can, you can get anything you want at any time of the year from any part of the world. Right. Okay. We live in a society that has the ability to do that now. 
Okay, you know you shouldn't you, you you shouldn't be eating strawberries in December because strawberries don't grow in December. Strawberries are a spring fruit that are grown locally that have a very short lifespan and a, and a short season. That's that's how people used to eat, but now we have the technology and the. Um, we have hybridized and we have genetically modified so many foods that now we have what are called Franken foods, you know, where there's like, they're not even, well, you look at this whole, we talked earlier about this lab grown meat. It's like, who would eat that garbage? Who, I would never, ever eat that, ever. I don't care if you gave it to me for free, I wouldn't eat it, you know, because it's ridiculous to do that when we know we have, you know, um, sensibly farmed you know regenerative farmers and ranchers who are doing it right who are who are breeding their cattle appropriately grazing them appropriately and doing and and raising them humanely there is nothing wrong with what they're doing you know to provide food you know for all of us obviously in the in the huge um you know the commercial farms where they house thousands of cattle in small areas and they never let them move out and they feed them they feed them nothing but grain you know fatten them up as quickly as they can and and slaughter them i mean that's not a very humane way of doing that but there's a lot of there's a real push for regenerative farming to come into play where people are allowing the you know the the nature to take itself you realize back in the in the early days of the pioneers okay when millions and millions and millions of bison roamed the plains all right was there a global warming problem with that a lot of methane being produced okay a lot more than the cattle industry of today all right and yet no what happened was bison grazed they produced their waste the waste fertilized the land they trampled as they trampled the land it aerated the soil and the whole process took place as the herds moved you know as the grasses were eaten the herds moved and they just kept leaving their waste and regenerating the land over and over again and that's how it was for millions of years and then all of a sudden now we come in and we want to control this and it's gotten to a point where it's so ridiculously controlled um that it's 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 actually out of control and what we've done is we've destroyed our society as far especially from a dietary standpoint when you look at the sub i think the last stat i says like 42 percent of americans are obese and 80 percent of americans are metabolically unhealthy all right pretty sad that's pretty sad. That's a- and yet we have all the greatest technology in the world out there. We have all the great medicines, okay? But yet we use, we lose the basic concept of, well, first of all, what are you putting in your mouth and how are you living your life, you know? Right. That's that's an alarmingly high number. <laughs> it is alarmingly high. And yet most people don't even realize it. Well, no, I drink, you know, I only, I only go to McDonald's once a week and I drink Diet Pepsi, you know, so... <laughs> I have my Big Mac with my Diet Pepsi. They're finally you know. putting the uh, studies out on saccharin now. That, yeah. I mean, just, I mean. They've known forever that it's bad. Who but. didn't know that that was like t- 10 times worse for you than yeah. sugar? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, Listen, again, it's virtue signaling. You right. know, I feel good. I'm going to eat my Big Mac large fries and have a Diet Coke right. because that'll make. Love that when I hear that. When I, yeah. when I, I don't, I don't eat at fast food restaurants, but back in the day I did. And, um, you would go there and. You know, they'd order like two Big Macs, a large fry, and a diet. Um, we just call it a diet. We don't even call it Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke. It's just a diet. Um, 
and 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 then they justify that and make everything okay while their butts spread so far they can barely sit on the chair. Um, I, I, again, truly amazing to me. You know, I, people say I just can't I just can't lose weight. It's like you you can lose weight. Um, you have to you have to change things. Why well, don't I, I like bread and I like possible? Well, then then you. You have to stop. <laughs> you know, the problem is, is that carbohydrates trigger the dopamine centers within our brain. Sugar does that. So it's, it's, a, it's a drug effect. There's a high addiction to that. And back 50 plus years ago, when they demonized fat and in, and in place of that, put in sugar is when they really started destroying, destroying our society, you know, because they took away all the fat. And so people for, for the last 50 years don't eat fat, no fat, low fat. Um, it's going to cause a heart attack and all this stuff, and it's like boom. They found they found out now that cholesterol has no consequences, you know, from a dietary standpoint, as affecting your, you know, heart function and stuff like that. But carbohydrates do, sugar does, right. inflammatory processes do, and yet we're still just demonizing fat and pushing everybody onto statin drugs to lower their cholesterol. And yet, as we've... The the more lowering of cholesterol and the use of statin drugs, the dramatic increase in dementias and Alzheimer's and uh, those type of neurodegenerative-type diseases have occurred. Wow. Nobody's making any connection between the two. Yet, when you realize that the brain is mostly comprised of fat and cholesterol, you know, and the nervous system and every cell wall in the body has to have cholesterol to function. Right. And all of a sudden you're saying don't don't take cholesterol. Don't eat it, don't expose it to it, and get your levels as low as possible. And then we wonder why people go off the deep end from a, a mental standpoint when, you know. That another thing occurred with I had a patient one time that was just was going in he has since passed away, but he was developing dementia pretty quickly. And I said to him, as we were talking you know, he was telling me about how he had such a problem sweating. Now, this man was already, I wouldn't say he was at least in his 60s. But he would literally cover his body in deodorant, antiperspirant, okay, because he sweats so much. Okay, aluminum-based antiperspirant. You know, aluminum passes the blood-brain barrier, you know, and goes into the brain and creates things like dementia and so forth and you wonder if that if somebody would have told that man please don't use that deodorant and get off all the statin drugs you know and and start eating you know a higher fat content a higher protein higher fat content and eliminating carbohydrates in your diet what could have been different for him you know the Mm -hmm. problem is the vast majority of people don't want to hear it because you know what if you tell them to give up the goodies they're going to have a problem with that you know, if they have to give up the Cheetos and the cheeseburgers, you know, and and their Cokes and, you know, their Twizzlers and their, you know, nerds and all the other things that they eat, you know, you're asking a lot. And it that's is. like that's like asking a heroin addict to stop injecting heroin into their system. It is. It's no different. Um, it affects the same brain centers as, as those drugs do, you know, and it has the same addictive ability as those drugs do. And it's... You know, I don't know. It just—it's a choice we make, but it's very frustrating, especially when when you're in the healthcare field, and it's very frustrating to watch these people wonder why they're breaking down and why they're having a disease. You know, our 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 healthcare system doesn't prevent disease; they just manage it. You know, that's all they do. They wait until it happens and then they manage it with drugs. That's it. You know, when in fact, you know, if we forced people to make dramatic changes in how they ate. And how they live their lives, 
boy, would there be a different story out there. But see, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want that to happen because, you know, if we don't manage sickness, um, we don't have a business. Right. You know, if people were, quote, cured, I mean, no one's going to make a whole lot of money off of me medically, you know, because I can count on one hand in the last 50 years that I've taken any kind of medication in the last 50 years, you know, and I'm in that age group that's almost Every the vast majority are on at least one of the big threes, and that is blood pressure, blood sugar, or cholesterol lowering drugs. You know, and I take none of that stuff. Um, so, or nor anything else. But you know that when people look at the way I eat and how I live my life, they think it's boring. It's like, oh, okay, boring. I don't know. I'm getting all the nutrition I need. I think you know my blood work is like picture perfect, and um, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice I make. It's a choice you make. You know, whether whether it be eating, smoking, drinking, you know, doing whatever you do. You know, I had a friend of mine, you know, whose kid almost died because he was smoking pot on a daily basis. And the recommendation was smoke more pot because of the symptoms he was having. And yet it was the pot that was actually going to kill him. And when they finally realized what it was that was creating it. I mean, and stopped the kid's entire life turned around, you know, and to think that 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 was something that thought was getting pleasure or helping was actually the detrimental effect, you know, again, you know, we've talked before about plant toxins and, you know, plants are trying to kill you, you know, they're they're evolutionary produced toxins to protect themselves from predation and being eaten. You know, whereas animals protect themselves by running or fighting, right. you know, so you got to realize that the plant toxins out there are really affecting people. You know, when the, when people start removing, you know, plants from their diet, you know, there's a lot, a lot of the autoimmune diseases just totally resolve, you know, because again, these are the body trying to attack itself because of this constant pressure of toxins being put into the body. But we think are quote healthy or superfoods or whatever, you know. It's it's an amazing. It's, it's a very curious study. It is incredible. It is. it is incredible what's out there, you know. I, and it's and it's frustrating to to know to know what I know and to try and get that across to people. It's certainly counterintuitive to anything I have been taught in my whole of life. Of course it is. Of course, you know, it eat is. your vegetables. They're good for you. They will help you yep. grow. And how many? I grew little, up on a vegetable farm. We ate raw vegetables out of the field. How many little kids love vegetables? Usually, it's the most difficult thing for a kid to eat. Okay, they're usually going to fight it like crazy because instinctively, as they are young like that, they know that, you know. But yet, we force it because we've been led to believe that that is healthy. That's mm-hmm. what you should eat, you know. So again, it's a choice you make. Educate yourself. Start getting some more information out there. And when you start doing that, you realize, oh, my God, it's not what it's not what we've always been told. You know, yeah. nobody thought about eating saturated fat 100 years ago. That was an integral part of the diet. Right. And yet try to find somebody today that isn't fat phobic because they think if they eat fat, they're going to get fat. So they don't eat fat and they are really fat. Okay. Because right. they're eating nothing but carbohydrates. Right. 60% of the standard American diet is carbohydrates. Whew. Huge number. It's Ladies great. and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ken Kerbs here on Ask the Pro. If you'd like to have a consultation with him, give his office a call at 434-0671, 434-0671. 
Dr. Ken, we'll see you in two weeks. Absolutely. All right. Have a glorious day. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much.